Welcome to Life Church Podcasts. We know you'll be blessed by this message. Crying, but it's because my glasses aren't on. So um, I just thought I would read you this too. There was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff on Facebook and uh, Twitter regards Billy Graham. This one on Wednesday night said Billy Graham, anointed, courageous, humble, powerful, consistent, articulate, influential, credible, exemplary, inspiring. Come home, you ye who are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, Brian Houston. And so, get me crying again. That's, uh, it says it well, doesn't it? But I, uh, and the kids can go, they're gone, are they? They've bolted, yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice, so um, there, there you are. Hey, there's a couple of... Um, there's a couple of uh, announcements that I need to uh, make as well. Well, uh, the, well, there's two actually, because you, who, who remembers the last time I preached? N- no one. <laughs> well, that's, well, I might as well resign and go. That's, <laughs> does anyone remember at all? No. I gave you homework, didn't I? I gave you these long verses to remember, and I said that, yeah, so has anyone remembered those verses today? No, well, that's good. You have. Well, you can line up with the kids after and have jelly beans when all the kids come. Yeah. And I'm shocked and saddened. So remember we spoke about rejoicing in the Lord and Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That was one of your memory verses. Who remembers now? Not just because you want jelly beans, you were, you were all too late for that now, I've got to tell you. And the other one is the, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Everyone says the shortest verse in the Bible is in the chapter of John, it's in, in, the, cha- in the book of John, chapter 11, it's when Lazarus died, Jesus wept. But that is not actually totally true, because this verse also only has two words. It's First uh, Thessalonians 5.16 and it says, rejoice always. That's easy, isn't it? So when someone tells you next time that's the shortest, you say, no, it's not, it's the equal shortest. Yeah, Jesus wept, rejoice always. And uh, so that's a command, isn't it? Like, we, yeah, we just need to be joyful people. So I wanted to go back over the memory verse and, uh, and I do want to announce that next week... Um, uh, I have asked Jim if he would do something for me and I want him to uh, lay hands on Greg and Stacy and pray for them and he can prophesy or he can do whatever he likes to do but um, we appointed Greg and Stacy uh, assistant pastors to Pam and I some years back now and they have been doing a great job but you probably have noticed they have stepped up this year and are feeling to do that and I'm very much feeling that they need to be doing that and I'm not preparing to go and be with Billy Graham anytime soon, I'm hoping, but, um, but I just want just, yeah, someone to recognise that outside of church and pray over them and, and I've put things in place uh, 
for them to be credentialed and uh, that's, that'll be a little journey for them. It's not easy to do, but uh, just feeling very much in God to do that. So I just wanted to tell you that's what I'm doing next Sunday. I'm not, not planning on jumping ship or anything soon, but um, probably none of you really realise how much they do do. And uh, Stacey does an incredible amount and she is working at the moment on a new pastoral care system that we will explain to you in not too many weeks to come that I believe will be a real um, uh, real step up for our church and so I'm excited about that. But she's doing that. I couldn't get my head around it for years and so she's doing it and... Um, God's doing some good things in Stacey. Um, yesterday morning I thought I couldn't do this today. I was not at all well. And uh, uh, I was sitting in my office in the chair and I could hardly... Yeah, I didn't have enough air to do too much at all. And so she said, you are preaching in the morning. I will lay my hand on you now and you will be in the morning preaching, she said. And so if Stacey says, I will, I will. And uh, But praise God, I'm a lot better than I was yesterday morning. So uh, praise God. So uh, it's good. It's good. But uh, I must say this morning, uh, uh, you know, I love most about Billy Graham, I think, was the, and I've already alluded to it, the integrity with which he lived his life and his faithfulness. Uh, Faithfulness to God, faithfulness to the call of God on his life. Um, Because uh, nothing's ever as easy as it looks and a lot of people will see someone like Billy Graham and a lot of the other great, men of God who have lived and thought, wow, to be like that. But there's an enormous cost that comes with it. There's enormous costs that come with it. And um, I know they had problems with some of their children from the simple fact that he wasn't around as much as he could have been, not by choice. And I know they worked very hard. And I know their son, Franklin, went right off the rails at one time, but he's an outstanding man of God these days. And in many ways, you know, one of the few voices in the States crying out, we need to turn back to God, you know. And uh, so faithful with his uh, ministry, his calling in God and uh, uh, his faithfulness to his wife and his family, I just think have been exemplary. And uh, I love uh, that about Billy Graham. And... uh, you know, there's incredible power in faithfulness. You know, it's not probably one of the favoured things to be got up and spoken about and power and influence and the power of the Holy Ghost and people, yeah, I want that. But I tell you what, if you're faithful, uh, you go a long way. You go a long way in all things, but, uh, uh, you know... uh, Proverbs 26, most most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? And so there is a lot to be said for faithfulness. There is great uh, power, I believe, in faithfulness. A lot of people would think that, 
you have to have money to have influence and in some circumstances that can surely help. No problems with that and I have no problems with money. Um, it's the trust in money or the trusting money for your future and for everything and not trusting God. That's where the money problem comes in. Uh, no problem with money itself and uh, uh Others believe you've got to have position in which to be influential. But I reckon we can, we can each influence our own sphere of life if we are faithful. You know, faithfulness will often build you opportunities to speak into people's lives that you would not get otherwise. You might have all the power and all the influence, but that might not be listened to. But faithfulness will open doors at times too. And God loves faithfulness. Amen? I wonder how many churches have stayed open over the years and how many uh, churches that are going today that nearly died out. And I know of several. Um, because some faithful people refused to give in and believed in something greater from uh, the position they were in, that you know God could do something greater and... Um, I remember my later, uh, late uncle, Arthur Amory, he was, uh, he was probably uh, uh, not much older than me. <laughs> uh, I thought he was over the hill and gone, but uh, he wasn't much older than me. <laughs> he was about my age and he, um, he, retired. he, he retired from ministry. Well, he thought he did. And, uh, and I can't remember now where he was, uh, where, what church he was pastoring, but the Queensland executive of the uh, Assembly of God contacted him and said, hey, we heard that you are no longer pastoring a church. Will you come to Queensland? And so he said, what for? And they said, well, um, we have a church in Ipswich and it's, uh, it's just, it's dying. It's, it's just, we just need someone to keep it pumping. We need, we want to, you know, uh, we don't. Not saying that in, at your age, God's calling you to go there for a long period of time. But would you just keep it pumping till we can keep it alive? And so he said, "Yeah, I could do that." And it actually started to grow again when he was there. And uh, life, but there was just a faithful few who refused to. They, everyone said we just might as well close the doors. And there was a faithful few. He said, "No, we are not closing anything. We are hanging in here." And God started to breathe on the place again, and God can do that. And so they got a young fella and his family who were willing to come, and church just, it's a huge church these days. And so after that, they said, well, before you go back to Victoria, there's a church in Kingaroy. And, uh, and I've got a photo of it on my, uh, on my, uh, in my Facebook photos here. And, uh, uh, and so... Uh, they said, would you go to King Arroy? There's just five people. It's just died. It's just uh, people have left the area and there's been different things. It's just, it's just needs someone to go there and care for these five. And so he went there with his wife and, um, and they, uh, they just started the meetings up again and they just got it going and they just got praying with the people and encouraging them and some others came back who had given up and there's others recommitted their lives to Christ and there was others who got saved and it started to grow again and 
These days they've got a brand new building and a brand new church that's very large. Um, but it often is because someone was faithful and wouldn't give up. And so I, I commend faithfulness to you today. I know he met the late Premier, Sir Joe, and his wife and uh, uh, was quite friendly with him. And so uh, there you go. I don't know if he ever had any pumpkin scones or not, but uh, he, he may well have. I don't know that. <laughs> Praise God. But, uh, but certainly, folks, if um, you're faithful, because I, I just believe if a man or woman... Uh, mum or dad is faithful to God all the days of their life, they're going to be faithful to each other as well. And there is so much to be said. There is incredible power in being faithful in your family. Uh, There is just, you know, there is huge power in that. And uh, the first thing that I always see faithfulness in family does, it, uh, it gives security to the children of the family. And there's an incredible power in children growing up secure in the fact that mum and dad love each other and they're together and never an issue that, you know, they would never think that they could ever separate or anything. That's just concrete, you know, and that's just great for kids growing up. That's how God meant kids to grow up in that sort of atmosphere. And and I've, I've told you the story before, haven't I, but I... I can remember I came home from work, I think, and I had had a big week and uh, I, was, I was pretty stonked. I'd worked nearly 90 hours that week and I got home sort of three quarters of the way through a Saturday afternoon and the pastor from the church we were at phoned me and he said, there's this new guy and he wants to come to church and he plays golf and me and you play golf. So I've organised that me and you play with him starting in about an hour's time in Wodonga. And, and I thought, oh, you know. And I just saw, here's a new guy. Uh, you know, what do you do? I, I just thought, well, I'll go and play. And Pam said, you're exhausted. You just should tell him you're staying home. And I thought, oh, I know I probably should have, but, I, you know, I don't know, Pam. I'm, well, I don't think you should go and... And that was said just like that. I mean, there was no fight. But Christy, because that's, that's about the wildest conversation she's ever heard us have. So she thought we were getting divorced. <laughs> and she was crying in her bedroom. And so Stacey told her to pull herself together and grow up or something. But <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> that was a wild little show when they were girls together, sisters together. Yeah, but... Uh, but it, it, it does, faithfulness brings security and, uh, and to your children and that's a blessing to them. It's an absolute blessing to them. But um, I just wanted to say this morning that uh, I know on occasions that husbands, dads, mum, wives, mum's wives, how, how do I say it, make decisions or arrive at positions where uh, there is separation and break up and and often nothing to do with one of the partners at all absolutely nothing and uh, it hurts and um, it can create loneliness and uh, missing a dad or a mum whichever it may be and and you know those things can happen for other reasons as well death or whatever else but 
I just want you to know today, and it's been on my heart for 20 years, that this church exists and that's one of the reasons it exists, that it be family to people who don't have one. And I believe it is and uh, we just love people and I know there are people that um, uh, come here uh, and they know to them it's family and that's what it should be and uh, we look out for each other and we want to get better at doing that but uh, this church is about family and uh, Psalm 68, 6, we often read the uh, that verse and at times that's been our year verse and it says God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. It's probably better if we read the verses preceding it. I won't read too many of them today, just verse 5, Psalm 68, 5. Speaking of God, it says he is a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. That's, that's God. That's what, you know, he's, he's, he looks out for people. He's got a heart for people and um, a father to the fatherless, a mum to the motherless. And it's not theologically correct to say that, but you know what I mean. He can fill spaces that humans have either vacated or aren't able to fill because the simple truth is... Uh, uh, and I, I'm very happy to say as a parent I was not perfect. I wish I was. I wish I'd never made a mistake, but I did. And there was things I got wrong at times and there was times I wasn't around and uh, not because I didn't particularly want to be there. I just, I just was involved in church and work to a, a many, many hours a week and there's only so much time, isn't there? But... I do know that God is able to fill spaces that others can't fill in your lives and uh, uh, amazing the way God is able to work and fill in your life where it's empty. I know my own family situation wasn't good and you all know this, when I was growing up my mum would be very ill at times and in hospital for long periods of time and so we got farmed out to uncles and aunties to look after us, but, you know, the ones that I stayed with were just incredible people who loved God with all their hearts and were so good for me. Like, I still today live by things that I learned by them, not in my own family. Um, they, they were just amazing people and um, uh, it just, yeah, did put something in me that... Uh, has been good and is still good in my life today. So God's able to look after us. He's able to keep us. I don't care what happens. I mean, I do care, but I, I just know it doesn't matter. If you, if you throw your lot with God, he will look after you. You'll meet the right people at the right times in your life. And um, so I just really recommend faithfulness to you today. I really do. The... Uh, I guess the Australian news that's been big this week has been the issues surrounding uh, Barnaby Joyce and uh, uh, well, I have to say now he's a former leader of the National Party and uh, there's been a lot of opinions and there's been a lot written about him and the situation and 
I just think it's sick, really. I, I, um, uh, I know. Uh, well, if you, if I don't know if my opinion's worth anything, but let me say what I'm trying to say by giving you my opinion. I just so wish he had been faithful to his wife and kids. That's about the best way I can say it. And um, I just sat in my office and cried the other day as I read about his wife and his girls and think how sad. What a what a men and women like I know men uh, women that have left their kids here in Benalla and run off with someone and. I cannot get that. I just, uh, oh, we love our kids. Well, if you do, why are you doing that? I thought if you love your kids, you would, you would love your wife and that was, you know, like just can't get the way the world works. I understand why it happens, but it just makes me really, really, really sad and uh, uh, I, I didn't appreciate the Prime Minister's great moral stand either because he knew it was going on the whole time and now doesn't trying to make out he didn't know and all the rest and um, when it all hits the fan oh, I didn't know about it well really um, so uh, yeah I have no time for all that stuff but you know I, I was just going to say out of that uh, and the contrast between Barnaby's Joyce's life and uh, Billy Graham's life if this is a point, write it down this morning. Live your life in such a way that you don't give the devil free kicks in your life. You've got to live your life that way. You know, I have no fear of the devil and I don't think I'm going to cheat on my wife today because the devil, devil gets into me on the way home in the car or something. That's just rubbish, that. that people blame the devil for stuff that they're responsible for, but... You can do things the way you live that you don't open the door for him. Is that right? You know, you you might have a negative friend who's negative, 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 and and God doesn't do this, and God doesn't do that, and God. And you just got to be choose your friends wisely, choose where you go wisely, choose who you hang around, hang around people that lift you and encourage you and challenge you to take bigger steps. Uh, there's, a, there's so much we can do. There's so much we could read that we shouldn't. So don't read it. There's things we could look at we shouldn't. Don't do it. There's so much we could do that just shuts the door. Like uh, don't give him an inch because you know what a free kick is, don't you? It's just when uh, uh, the pressure of the game's on and opposition's offended against you and you get a free kick. And so you get to stand there and and you can choose to kick it wherever the best advantage is. They're not allowed to... I mean, they can yell at you. And they can tell you you're hopeless and you can't kick straight. And they can yell all sorts of stuff. It's a bit like the devil, isn't it? No, you're no good. You'll never be any good. You won't achieve anything, blah, blah, blah. He can do all the yelling he likes. But you've got a free kick. Kick it to Dale or I could kick it to Tanya, just wherever it's going to be best. And he can't stop me doing it. It's a free kick. But I tell you what, some things that people do, they just open the door and give him the hugest free kick you could ever get. And uh, so can I, can I implore you today, just don't, don't give him any ground to get in and move. And, and seriously, it's uh, uh, often, it's just, you know, one verse, Ephesians 4:27. Uh, but it's probably good to put 26 before it because Paul says this, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger 
and don't give the, the devil an opportunity. So anger certainly can do that. But there's many other things that can as well. And I, I'm just, we just really, really, really need to, uh, to watch that. And uh, we're talking of Billy Graham earlier, and I know he made a commitment to his wife as, as young marrieds when he was beginning in ministry that he would never sleep alone in a motel room. He'd always use a double room, and one of his team always slept, uh, you know, two beds, not together. Uh, and in his day, that just was great integrity, and no one's ever been able to accuse him because they can't, because he never did anything wrong. But he always had witnessed that that could be proven, and uh, and what a thing to do! And he stuck with that all the days of his life, and uh, I admire him for that. Uh, would it work today? No, because they'd probably accuse you of something else if you had a bloke in your room, wouldn't they? So the crazy day we live in now, but just so admire his commitment to wife and family to do that. And so can I encourage you with all that stuff today? Just really, really encourage you when you're working, careful who you spend time with. And... Uh, because uh, we often work with someone else's husband or wives, don't we? And there's nothing wrong with that per se, but you just need to be careful what you do. And uh, uh, we just, yeah, we need to live with integrity. So if I can encourage you with that, um, I, I just want to encourage you with that today. First Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice always. So you forgot your memory verse again. You'll have to give the jelly beans back. Long verse. You've got to remember it. Rejoice always. And then there's a really long verse follows it. It's three words. Pray without ceasing. Okay? We should pray all the time. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. This is old King James. Prove all things, hold fast which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. And a lot of the newer translations sort of keep away from evil, but the appearance of evil. So the best way I can explain my understanding of that verse, if is something doesn't appear good, then don't you be seen appearing anywhere around it. Like, that would be good, wouldn't it? You know, I have... And at times I know people who, couples that have lived together and they weren't married, and, oh, well, we're not doing anything wrong, but the trouble is all the neighbours think they are. just doesn't, it's just not the fragrance of Christ you're wanting to be, you know what I mean? Like, and so we just need to be careful what we do. So I will finish by saying this. If we live our Christian lives faithfully, if we will pray, if we will read our Bibles, and uh, do the basic things that we should do, the Holy Spirit will produce fruit in us. We will produce fruit by the Holy Spirit. Um, if that's not happening, something's wrong. And so, you know, what did Jesus say? How, how do you know a Christian? By their fruit. And so when there's not fruit, I get concerned. We need to be producing fruit and you will find you know and fruits of the spirit love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit
And so essentially it's a, it's a bit like an oxymoron that a Christian wouldn't be faithful. But let's determine in our hearts to be that and to build on that and grow that in our lives. Let the Holy Spirit do that in us. Uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, there's no laws against them. Praise God. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and I know you got, we've got some incredibly faithful people here, but I just wanted to challenge you and speak about that this morning. And, uh, uh, and, you know, it can be hard to remain faithful at times when something you're longing for isn't happening. Uh, you know, who understands what that means? That could mean a different number of things, but especially when you're praying for people to be saved, especially when you're praying for children to be saved. And uh, time goes by and, you know, you might be waiting for other things in your life to meet the right person or whatever it may be. And time goes on and on and, and God, what's going on here? See, and what we've got to do is be faithful to God. And his call on our lives and what he's got for us because I've seen so many people give up hope and go out looking in the wrong places and end up in a relationship that was destructive and, and it wasn't right. And uh, we've just got to be steadfast, faithful. Amen? I don't know why I'm saying it today. I didn't intentionally mean to, to say that this morning, but I just felt I had to because... As I said earlier, I believe God can fill the gaps in our lives if we will let him do that, if we will wait for him in his time. Believe he can do that. Praise God. You've been listening to Life Church Podcasts. For more information, head to lifechurchbanella.com.au.